Hi, and welcome to XYHT Magazine's Measure This podcast. Today, we're going to, well, we're going to pose a very interesting question to a very interesting guest who's, who's visiting from overseas. Um, you know, we, we're all in the, in the measurement business, you know, surveying, mapping, and we all know what thought has to go into and methods and QA and QC going into measuring a site for a potential project or somebody's boundary. But think about measuring an entire country and keeping that mapping current, you know, real-time mapping of an entire country. Now, picture that country not being like Liechtenstein uh, or, you know, the state of Rhode Island. Think about India. That's uh, what a billion and a half people and going to be the world's third largest economy soon. So today's guest is uh, Rohan Verma. He's a CEO and executive director of Map My India. And I'll start with, uh, hey, Rohan, nice of you to talk with us. Hi, Gavin. Thanks for having me. So uh, I'll just start in and, and let you run with this. Well, tell us first why you want to map all of India and to what level and and then go into the, you know, the, uh, the market for it. Well, we want to map uh, India to make the world better, frankly, through maps and location technologies. We just think that uh, creating a digital map twin of the real world can open up or unlock infinite number of applications that can basically move the 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 world forward in a better way um, and as to kind of how detailed we want to go um, we say that we're creating uh, essentially a digital twin so not just a 2d map but a 3d map um, a map of the outdoors a map of the indoors uh, a map uh, which is photorealistic in 360 degree um, and a map that's live. Uh, it, it, um, uh, let's say at high fidelity, high accuracy. Uh, this is, of course, a long-term goal. We're iterating towards it. We've been at it for 25 years. We're about 1,000 uh, people. We've probably invested in the order of about, a, let's say, 100 to $150 billion so far. $150 million. Yeah, to, to make that happen. Um, uh, it's been it's been a passion project. It's also led to uh, led to great business where we have eighty percent market share when it comes to India, uh, and the kind of core enterprise or automotive use cases for mapping. Uh, so it has been in our own niche industry, uh, we've been a success story. But I think in the broader scheme of things, uh, there's so much more that um, can be done using mapping uh, and. We think that 25 years is just part of the journey of India. The best is yet to come. Oh, okay. So the, the goal of all of the, uh, the broad mapping projects, you know, we all hear the, the, uh, the you know, needs analysis and the cost benefit. So there's, it's being done, uh, you know, by a whole host of private firms here on spec, by local governments. There's aerial mapping, LIDAR, uh, INSAR for, for change detection. And... Um, you know, digital twinning of buildings. Now you were talking about indoor and outdoor. Mm -hmm. So 
Give us an idea of you've got this thousand people. What are they doing? Aggregating data from a lot of sources? Are you are you specking out sources to satellites? What what, what goes into your your map? Your amalgam of a map? Um, it's a combination of man and machine, or AI and humans, uh, as well as sensors. Uh, so we actually collect data from ground truth, and we've been doing this for 25 years. That means maybe 25 years ago, our people actually used to walk and literally measure. Uh, using the tools available at that time, pre-satellite, pre-GPS. Um, but what has been good about the work that MapPrindia has done is we've always um, innovated at the cutting edge of technology and whatever new generation of technology was made available to us or that we could, in a sense, in reinvent or invent in our own way, uh, we have uh, adopted that um, We've also built, I would say, an extremely efficient and uh, quality and robust production process for creating, collating, as well as updating and maintaining data. Because uh, it is one exercise, to be honest, to, to, uh, to create data. And frankly, in this changing world, it's actually infinitely harder to keep it updated. And kind of the, 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 the secret sauce uh, of, of how we've been able to do this efficiently is we have 5,000 enterprise customers. Our maps go built into, I mean, many, many cars, uh, many, many two-wheelers, many, many trucks, many taxis, many buses. Um, uh, they're used by salespeople uh, in the field, or, you know, who are, who are kind of figuring out how to do deliveries of e-commerce packages. They're used by smart cities uh, who are kind of monitoring traffic control rooms. What, what essentially is happening is we're getting significant amount of automated and manual feedback onto what's changing on the ground um, through our, our professional users, through our consumer users. We have an app and, and gadgets that go, I mean, the consumers use, as well as through sensors or, uh, or our SDKs, which are kind of giving us quick insight into uh, you know, where people are searching for, where people are routing towards, where people are analyzing, and, and frankly, where our maps are not updated. So we see those changes where something new might have come up and our map is not detailed. This in combination with our professional kind of field surveyors, our data collection vehicles, which are loaded with many more sensors, the kind of sensors that you talked about. Okay. Um, uh, we're able to kind of task that and kind of focus that. So um, I, I would say the other secret sauce is that we actually created the base map for the country a while back. We mapped every address. We, we walked or drove every road at that time. And we mapped out almost every building. So the effort has been to kind of update and evolve on top of that as opposed to doing a bottoms-up approach right now. I don't think we could have uh, done this had we tried to do this three years ago and still poured, let's say, $150 million or $300 million. I don't think that would have worked. Okay. I think because we've grown with our map, with the infrastructure of the country, uh, and we've been used significantly, we've created this kind of uh, virtual cycle of, uh, of updation. We hope you're enjoying XYHT's Measure This podcast, brought to you exclusively by Trimble Geospatial, the most trusted brand in surveying. Find a distributor 
or product information at geospatial.trimble.com. Okay, it's modernized uh, as it went along. It's so modernized. You, you, you had a very rough base. Yeah. Well, so yeah, the Ordnance Survey of India, you would think, would be the entity that would map the entire country, but uh, probably not moving fast enough. You came along and you saw that there would be a need for the digital map at that granularity. Yeah, actually, my parents, my parents moved back from the U.S. after 12 years working with IBM and General Motors. And really, they had this kind of vision in the early 90s that someday 80% of all data would have a location component to it. And they saw how maps were being benefiting people or organizations in the U.S. And they thought, oh, that would be so wonderful to do for India. They wanted to move back to the country to do something great. And they realized in India there were no digital maps. Actually, the maps that were there were from the British survey times, which is probably 60, 70 years old and not updated. So that was when they had this insight that, okay, maybe the unique asset that they could create as their life's work would be to create a digital map data that didn't exist. Um, So it was actually much harder. I think people essentially call them crazy. Uh, But unlike the U.S. where the 80s Tiger files and Tiger data was created as a strong base, or the U.K. where Ordnance Survey created a strong base, uh, unfortunately, India didn't have this soft infrastructure. India didn't even have hard infrastructure like roads, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) So, it, uh, but I think from this adversity or from this necessity, you end up inventing a lot of tools, a lot of technologies, a lot of processes. Um, and, and today, actually, frankly, we, we adopt all the latest technologies that are available. I mean, we are, we are technology hungry. Okay, so you're probably getting data from satellite data, airborne mm-hmm. data, mm-hmm. and then your mobile mapping rigs. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just a clustered with sensors. Now, we're all used to seeing the little Google buggies drive mm-hmm. around, but yeah. you're probably packing them with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's it's actually optimized for the Indian environment. It um, These could be, um, and, and not necessarily they all have to be cars. They could be on two-wheelers as well. Okay. They could be trolleys uh, for indoors. They could be backpacks for... Uh, lanes that um, that uh, people can't walk. So yeah, there are different form factors. Uh, it all feeds, feeds back into our cloud map or our, our cloud digital twin. Um, and, and then we actually run a pipeline of automated kind of uh, uh, kind of continuous integration, continuous deployment for the map. So we've okay. really taken a lot of, because we've created this from first principles kind of and localized to India, We've kind of built tools and technologies and processes that are optimized, uh, that, that are optimized for India. Well, I can think of a challenge in India because I, I visited yeah. there and interacted with with uh, especially the uh, real time GNSS community there. There aren't really these uh, VRS networks everywhere. Uh, PPP and uh, well, there's IRNSS. You've got uh, uh, your augmented GPS from the India's own. Um, uh, SBAS satellites. So is that what you're relying on for the uh, positioning? Uh, or, or are you ground registering the data after the fact? Yeah. You know, at every time that we look at uh, how to create the most comprehensive map, I think we don't err on the side of trying to be too bottoms up, to be honest. Okay. So uh, if we try to be too bottoms up at every stage with the 
let's say latest state of the art technology around construction and engineering to be honest we won't be able to cover the whole country okay. uh, so so with uh, with every generation we've tried to increase kind of the accuracy and fidelity of the map uh, you you would be able to use our digital map twin in particular contexts uh, for construction and engineering which is where we'd have uh, many more kind of let's say uh, high accuracy dgps uh, solutions used or high resolution lidar used but we wouldn't have that as a continuous uh, kind of coverage at that fidelity pan india okay so okay but you've that got a would, base that people could work from yeah so we we kind of shape our our product or our roadmap at the detail and accuracy level based on our customers so our okay. our, our our cloud model our digital map twin is pan india but the resolution and accuracy it's of course every building so every building we have mapped every road we have mapped every kind of address uh, land use uh, but is every is every building today mapped in full 3d indoor and outdoor answer is no but but are are most of the important ones where our 5000 customers our car company consumers okay. uh, are are looking to go to are they mapped answer is yes and and more and more will happen okay but at least there's fully uh, there's at least there's a digital coverage of the country for say yeah. navigation yeah, yeah, yeah. because That's, uh, uh, the Google Maps so there is not uh, so it's not last uh, mile uh, sufficient yeah. I mean it's it's good it's there it's built into Android but um, but if you're really trying to navigate to an exact house address or do deliver a package or or uh, hail a ride. Um, the experience is not as seamless no, using Google. I, I found that uh, out the hard way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was a, a quip earlier today by by someone in one of the sessions about uh, the idea of uh, uh, autonomous vehicles in India is different mm. than uh, than here. Uh, he joked that on the one hand, India is the most efficient of, of using roads <laughs> because you have two lanes and five five rows of traffic. <laughs> uh, I've experienced that one firsthand. Honking the horn there is a courtesy. Yeah, here it's an insult, but it's amazing how it all works. But uh, the navigation is what you're you're aiming for, and and that part of the vehicular. Uh, um, in the in the in the auto in the automotive se- uh, in the automotive context or mobility context or autonomous, we talk about case connected autonomous shared and electric mobility. That's where that industry is going towards. Oh, okay. Where car car uh, users, <clears throat> I don't want to use the word car owners because actually the number of owners or ownership is actually plateauing and then eventually will reduce. People are looking for a mobility solution. Go from A to B, either move a person or move a good. They're not necessarily looking to build or uh, buy a vehicle. So the, the core technologies in that is uh, a connected car, which has navigation on one side, telematics on another, um, and also has kind of smart assistance, either oh, voice UI. Collision avoidance yeah. uh, and smart and assistance. So, so the, 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 actually on that autonomous topic, uh, the context, as I explained earlier too, of this autonomous technology is actually in reducing road accidents. I mean, when you went to India, you probably felt the the probability of having a road accident and oh, suffering oh. severe consequences is extremely high. Yep. Uh, and and uh, but but there is no shortage of drivers or chauffeurs or people. No. And and actually, it's not even uh, it's probably not a good thing. 
to kind of uh, reduce the option for work. It's not that expensive, first of all. What are you gonna, what's the social issue gonna be if you bring driverless? But you have to reduce accidents. Reduce so, the accidents. Although the drivers there, I, I feel that if, a, if someone drives there successfully, uh, they're very, very skilled. <laughs> yeah. It's, but I think with these enabling technologies, so we really think AI autonomous uh, uh, technologies should be an enabler, should make you a superhuman, a more expert human, should not replace the human, even philosophically speaking. And in the Indian context where there's so many people who are looking for jobs and income, uh, it doesn't cost that much. Uh, it doesn't cost anything compared to the technology to have the person. And so it's kind of a redundancy system. Uh, cool. Well, actually, that theme about AI, I, I hear that a lot more and more, yeah. that it's not the idea of the AI replacing someone, but making them yeah. a super person, yeah. making a surveyor a super surveyor with yeah. their little army of robots. Okay. But anyhow, I digressed on that one. Um, you've got a thousand people in your company. How many are involved in field uh, data acquisition? Around uh, 700. Wow, so seven, uh, 70 percent yeah. of them are yeah. field data acquisition, right. and that's those mobile systems, etc. Yeah, cool. You got a bunch of surveyors. Mm, a right lot, on. a lot of them, and uh, we do a lot of computation and uh, calculation and data processing actually in the field itself. It just helps us kind of update maps more real time. Oh, that is awesome. So uh, I'm going to get more information from you because uh, I think I wanna, I'm going to publish some examples of, of, of your mapping. But uh, uh, Rohan, thank you very much for taking the time. And um, uh, the listeners, we'd like to hear from you as well. I, I do want to add yeah. one thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, we think a lot of the technologies that we've built are quite complementary to what the developed world also needs as well as the rest of the developing world also needs. So we're looking for kind of companies oh. and partners who want to leverage the technology that we have, this, the processes and production processes that we've put in to apply this technology more efficiently. Because I know that uh, generally as an industry, uh, we are a technology industry, we love to sell technology, but at the end of the day, the, the technology should be A, used for good, B, it should be make things better, and it shouldn't cost more than it should cost. Um, and I think in all three aspects, we'd be a good kind of partner to work with really good companies and end users. I should have thought of that, but I, I keep uh, hearing from readers that their, their little cities are getting involved in smart city initiatives mm -hmm. and the mapping is a challenge. And I think you've found innovative ways yeah. to, to, to do it very cost effectively. So uh, in that case, yeah, we, sh we should give you guys a plug here. So <laughs> map my India. And, and uh, listeners, uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, we, we've been doing this uh, for a month or so, and we've got a lot of good feedback on the, on the podcasts, but we'd like to hear from you. What would you like to hear? Who would you like to hear us have conversations with? Uh, come on as a guest yourself and tell us about your projects, your surveying projects. You'll find a contact email on our uh, xyht.com website. Thanks a lot, Ron. Thank you. Thank you.